And now, the hunt for the perfect album. Hello patrons and welcome back to another episode of the hunt for the perfect album with B. Dizzle and Dave. How you doing, mate? I'm good. I'm speaking again. I'm well. I'm no longer coronary. (laughs) Yes, it does mean that I've had two weeks to take in this album to its full extent. Uh, which, of course, you gave me. Would you like to give us a little bit of your backstory with this album? Yeah, which is for Welcome sure. to the Beautiful South. Back in the, in the glory days of the 90s when I was not attending lectures at uni and drinking too <laughs> much and um, basically hanging around in the inner cities of suburbs of Sydney, um, my best mate's then girlfriend, Kylie, uh, would have this on regular rotation um, at their place. And I basically lived at their place because I've lived alone at the time just around the corner so i would pretty much every day walk around the corner mooch dinner off them <laughs> to save me cooking and we'd sit around drinking and either playing Sega dreamcast or n64 or watching video <laughs> vhs tapes or the things yeah. that we used to do back then um and um yeah she introduced me so full props to kylie she introduced me to the beautiful south um who are a band from hull in england who spun out of the wreckage of the house Martins when they fell apart and Norman Cook went off to be fat boy slim and Paul Heaton and co went off to be the beautiful South. Um, it, they're very, very English. I think he is one of the greatest lyricists to ever come out yep. of the British Isles. Um, I think he's a wonderful writer. Um, I love his voice. I think he's got one of the best male voices one of the most beautiful male voices I've, I've ever heard. Um, and I just love their stuff. It's, it's, it's cheeky. It can be melancholy. It can be touching um, on occasion. You know, it can be confronting. They do tackle things like alcoholism and domestic violence and things that you don't normally hear sung about in pop songs. Um, yeah. that, that It's not all just... You know, oh, she left me. Da, da, da. Um, <laughs> it, 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 they do tackle more serious stuff. They're quite political. Um, so yeah, I, I was. I thought this would be up your alley because it's it's yeah. not twee, but it does kind of have that sort of poppy old indie feel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. all right, rip the bandaid off. Come on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that I'm glad I ended up having the two weeks to. Uh, listen to it again and again because this episode might have been different a week ago I did grow to enjoy them quite a lot but it took me a while to get into them okay like I I think you're right I think the lyrics are great the problem is it took me a while to process that because like first song for example song for whoever the first two times I listened to it it just didn't grip me. I think that this album from start to finish has one flaw that's fairly consistent throughout. And that's that a lot of the tracks are too long. Like that title track is over six minutes. And mm. we spoke about this last week with Martha with uh, their final track that you said it doesn't really justify the length. Sure. And it, that wording is what I would describe as my problem with this because the songs are very simply written they're almost elvis costello-ish in style like very kind of traditional pop uh the lyrics are fantastic but i don't think there's enough variation musically for me not from track like from track to track there's a lot of variation yeah no i get but within the tracks themselves yeah and it definitely grew on me as i went by the third or fourth time i listened to song for whoever i'm like 
this is a really clever song like i actually really really like once i was able to appreciate the lyrics to it yeah and you get that little bit of the earworm that you know like jennifer allison mm. philip like the, the thing that, and, and that i'm full disclosure that is my probably my favorite of all their songs cheap never cheap i sing your songs till you're asleep when you've gone upstairs i'll creep and ride it on So many songs about you. I forget your name. I forget your name. Jennifer, Alison, Philippa, Sue, Deborah, Annabelle, too. I forget your name. Jennifer, Alison, Philippa, Sue, Deborah, Annabelle, too. I forget your name. I, yeah, I'm with you. It, it, it probably took about 10 listens before I really yeah. listened to the lyrics at all and then started going, oh, I love you from the bottom of my pencil case. That's yeah, really it, clever. I love it. It reminds me a lot. Uh, the, the moment the song started, and that's the first line, uh, there's a Luxmith song called Adolescent Song of... Uh, what's it called? Adolescent Song of mild devotion or something and it's you know i love you from the heart of my bottom i love you from the bottom of my soul i love you from the soul of my foot like it's <laughs> it's it's very clever kind of similar kind of wordplay yep um and i think i was stuck with that line comparing it to Luxmith's, which is a more upbeat song this song's very slow in a lot of ways this is probably the most elvis costello-ish song on the album yep i'd agree with that um and yeah, by about the third or fourth listen, I was really digging it, but it did take me a while to get there. And I had that problem with quite a few of the songs on the album. The next song, Have You Ever Been Away, I felt quite the same about, which is another five-minute track. I think the musicality of that track is a bit stronger, but mm. it still took me a while to get into it. Mm -hmm. Are there any tracks on here that you don't particularly love or you don't find very memorable? There's definitely ones that I like more. Um, it's probably easier. I can. I mean, I can could give you the the ones that I think are that definitely my favourites because I won't skip songs on this. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But full disclosure, if I'm putting on the beautiful South, which I do quite often, I will usually put on carry on up the charts, which is kind of their best of best. Of, yeah. Yep. There are. There's plenty of bands like there that are where I think their best I love of is off subsequent albums. I think this is their best album, probably end to yep. end but there's at least three or four songs of theirs that would be in my top 10 songs that aren't on this they're on something yeah. so yep. generally i won't put this album on except that one of my favorite songs of theirs is never on it is not on any of the best ofs and, that, and that's <laughs> yeah. woman in the wall Oh, interesting, because I didn't love Woman in the Wall. Oh, see, I like it because I like horror movies and it's fucking dark as shit. <laughs> see, yeah, so I probably wouldn't, and I didn't, you know, I listened to this album quite a bit, you know, over the last two weeks trying to get into it, and I never skipped any songs from the start. Yep. But I would kind of listen to the first 30 seconds, maybe minute of a track, get the feel for it and then skip it by the end. Mm. Um, because I do think that some of them are too long and don't justify the length. My favorite track on the album 
is also the shortest track, which is Girlfriend. Oh, okay. Which I think is, uh, it's just I think it's the best pop song on the album. It's it's catchy, it's jangly, it's yeah. I, I, for me, that's their strongest song on this album. It doesn't overstay its welcome. Yep. Um, what about Oh Blackpool? Because from memory, that's quite short. Yeah, that's three minutes. Yeah, and that's that's okay. <laughs> I don't hate it. I I for me, the first six or seven tracks are the strongest and then from there i start to kind of lose interest a bit interesting and i hope i hope we can still be friends oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah i did i did like the album and i liked it more and more the more i listened to it like i said my first listen through nothing really grabbed out at me you know maybe like the poppier catchier songs like girlfriend i quite like you keep it all keep it all in yep just like that murder in 73 Just like that robbery in 62 All these things that have happened to me I've kept them all ahead Why'd you keep on telling me now? Um, but I think that they're... And it's probably a stylistic thing for me. I think that they're slower songs are too slow for me they're too which it's i don't know how to describe it because i listen to quite a lot of slow music but i would rather folk slow than piano slow if that yep. makes sense oh, no no it totally does yeah no. like you know i would rather listen to an acoustic guitar folky song rather than something like you know, Love Is, for example, which again is seven minutes long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you know, you really, really know Inside, outside, in From head to toe But where were you in the So I think for me, it's probably more of a style thing is my issue overcoming. And I think that's why the more and more I listened to it, the more I enjoyed it. Because, you know, it's like when you're a kid 
and you eat mustard sauce for the first time. You're like, this is spicy. <laughs> and then you grow up and you realize, this isn't spicy, not even a little bit. This is fine. This is good. I actually quite like mustard. <laughs> you know? And I had a similar thing with this album where it just took a while for me to grow into it, I think. Yep. Which is weird because I listened to a lot of similar music to this but that may be why it took me so long to get into this because in my head I'm constantly comparing it to the likes of say the locksmiths or even certain songs comparing it to the cure or you know and it took me a while to stop doing that and realize how good it was like I said the lyrics for that first song song for whoever I actually think I think that's the strongest writing on the album Mm. Even though it's not my favorite song, yeah, no, I get. But that. it took me a while to realize that. I'm going to be interested. I might flick you a couple of links to a couple of their later songs. Um, I'd be interested to know what you think of them, um, because I think musically they continued to improve, and some of their later ones, I think, um, melodically are, are stronger. Yeah, than, right. And some of the tracks on this. Um, there's there's one fabulous one um, that has the chorus is Don't Marry Her, Fuck Me. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. And it, it, I, I adore it. It's 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 so <laughs> it kind of like, um, and I can bring this up because I, I did consider this, this as an album for, for this show, but I know that you know at least one of the songs on it, which is... Um, Lily Allen's um, second album, uh, which has yep. um, "Fuck You" on it. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep. Um, where it's so pretty, if yeah. you ignore the words, it's yeah. just so pretty and beautiful, and yeah, I love tuneful. a song like that. And then, yeah. you, and, and then you sort of do an, a, a double take and listen to the lyrics and go, "Oh wait, you're just swearing your ass off, aren't you, love?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Eels have a similar song on uh, the album Daisies of the Galaxy, which I might give you at one point, called It's a Motherfucker, hmm. which is this beautiful soft piano ballad just about how much of a motherfucker life is. And it's <laughs> it's great. Yeah, so all in all, I liked this album. But I want to give you the wrong impression. I Like, I didn't dislike it. And there's several tracks that have made it onto a playlist for me. Oh, lovely. Um, That's all we can ask for. Yeah, particularly those first kind of six or seven. I think really my biggest issue is just the length of the tracks. Some of them are, like, yeah, some of them are. More than, yeah, more than half of the tracks on this album are over five minutes. Yeah. Um, and then there's a good couple that are, you know, and you got a couple of like under three minute four ones. 40. Yeah, there's like <laughs> two, there's two <laughs> tracks that are under three minutes. Um, which of an 11 track album it's, it's, and I wouldn't mind that I, you know I listen to a lot of Tool and Dream like Dream Theater have tracks that are fucking 17 minutes long but there's so much variation in them that it you know whereas with these I just found quite often they overstayed them welcome but I'm giving this a 7 out of 10 I still really enjoyed it and there's plenty that I'll still listen to like this is not a bad album by any stretch Hey listeners, at this point, for some reason, Dave's recording has stopped. I have no idea why, so I'm going to do my best to be Dave. So, there you go. An album that we both enjoy. Lovely. I'm going to get ballsy with my next pick. Oh. (laughs) And I'm I'm curious to see how this goes, because 
I'm giving you a predominantly a cappella album. So this isn't the album you thought um, you were giving me last because week? Because as, as we know, I think I was a whaler in a past life. Yes, yes. <laughs> no, it's not. I keep changing my mind. I've got, a, I've got quite a long list of albums and I kind of just picked this one out because I want to do something different. Yep. I don't want to keep giving you the same style. So I'm trying different things. Uh, you know that I believe I was a whaler in a past life, and as such, I have a deep affinity for a sea shanty or two. Oh. So I'm giving you an album by a British group called The Longest Johns. Okay. And the album is called Between Wind and Water. Okay. It's it's a mix of very traditional sea shanties, folk songs, and one or two originals Almost all a cappella from memory. Only one album on the track has backing instruments. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a current band. Yep, yep. This this album uh, was only about two or three years ago. And I think they've released maybe two since. They also have a Christmas album of sea shanties. Um, so yeah, Between Wind and Water by The Longest Johns. I'm really curious to see what you think of this one. I'm very curious. Okay. At this point, my memory says that Dave brought up the Wellerman yep. song that was doing Roundland on TikTok, saying that he liked that. And I think he said that he'd been listening to like a sea shanty-ish <laughs> folk album of some sort. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, nice. Well, you might enjoy this then. You might enjoy this then. It has probably my favorite uh, rendition of Wild Mountain Time that I've heard, which of course is a, a great traditional folk song. So, all right. I'm curious to see what you think of that one. Maybe this is when he brought up Wellerman. <laughs> all right. I'm really looking forward to that. Thank you all patrons. Again, I hope you're enjoying this series. We're now like, what, six episodes deep? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so far we've mostly enjoyed most of the music. So that's been, that's been good. Yeah, this has been good fun. From me, Dave, I'm here saying this has been yeah. fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, have a good one. We love you all. <laughs> I don't know why I did this. Nice. I could have dug out the backup recording, which is somewhere in there, but the audio quality is not great on those. And I didn't want to sour your ears, listeners. And honestly, I was talking most of that final 30 seconds. So hopefully that was okay for you all. I'm sorry for the weirdness. And goodbye. Let's play you out with one of Dave's favorite tracks from the beautiful South. Woman in the Wall. Well, he was very rarely drunk, but very rarely sober, and he didn't think the problem was his drink. But he fully knew his problem when he died to over, and when the rotting flesh began to sting. Cry freedom for the woman in the wall. Especially for the woman in the wall.